welcome to the first official podcast coming to you live from the League of Extraordinary Women. If you're not familiar with the League, it's a movement of female entrepreneurs that started in Melbourne, Australia in 2011. Our vision is to connect these extraordinary female entrepreneurs of the world, and we are doing this one extraordinary woman at a time. Today's inspirational quote, because we always like to get started with a touch of inspiration, is, the secret to getting ahead is to get started. And this is very fitting, as today's topic is all about how to get started in business. Our guest with us today is Cheryl Tai, who is the founder and co-owner of Cupcake Central and the co-founder of the League of Extraordinary Women. Cheryl started her career in the IT&T industry. She was made redundant in the downturn of the global financial crisis, and as a result, she sought to achieve her dream of owning her own cupcake business. She started modestly in September 2009 with an online cupcake business, and she baked at home with little capital and a very small oven. The business started to flourish as the name of Cupcake Central spread through word of mouth and orders started flowing in. As the demand increased, the decision to open up her first cupcake store became imminent, and as a joint venture with her partner, Tin Yu, Cupcake Central's first storefront in Hawthorne opened their doors in August 2010. In the last four years, they have opened three Cupcake Central stores in Melbourne, with a few pop-ups in between, self-published a cookbook, Hatch That Dream, and Cheryl has also won the Entrepreneur of the Year Award in 2013 at the Australian Startup Awards. So we're delighted to have you here with us today, Cheryl. So welcome. Welcome to our podcast, and I hope that you'll find this interesting. Today, I just really wanted to chat about how I really got into business, how I started it. And I think the first thing when I decided to get into business was really, why am I getting into business? I think you need to really ask yourself why you're getting into business, because if you're going into it for the reasons of making money or you want to get famous or something like that, um, the first couple of years or even the first three years is extremely, extremely tough. Um, No one will really give you that recognition even from your staff, even though sometimes they might, you know, go, oh, you're so inspirational and things like that. But that won't really pull you through when you have to pay a million bills and um, you kind of don't see that light at the end of the tunnel. But if you do understand your purpose and your why, for me, it was always, always about making a difference. I really wanted to make a difference. And I've known that since I was very, very young, that I wanted to make a difference. I didn't know how or where or, you know, just how to start. But I knew that I really loved baking cupcakes and that was my passion. Um, And my passion really came around when I went over to New York when I was about 21 and went to this bakery, this famous bakery called Magnolia Bakery, waited in line for about an hour or so for a cupcake and had that first cupcake. And I just... I guess I fell in love and and um, came back home, started baking and, you know, for years I was just dreaming about opening up my own cupcake business. And I think I really asked myself why I really wanted to do it and I think uh, for me personally I wanted to make people smile. Every time I baked cupcakes at home and I brought them into work or brought them to parties, everyone would be like, wow, this is so amazing, they would be really happy. Um, And I was just hooked on that feeling. And so that's the reason why I wanted to get into business. I wanted to make other people smile. I really wanted to share the message that if um, you've got a dream, that you can go and follow that dream and it is possible, which is why our catchphrase is hatch that dream. So start with your why. I think once you get to the core of your why, whether you want to, you know, 
contribute to the world, make the world. So a to have place. a bigger purpose. Yeah, to have a bigger, with your bigger purpose. Absolutely. Or you know, some some people want to challenge the status quo. I mean, that's very Apple, and mm. they're all about you know changing the status quo, doing things differently. So that's their why, and people connect with it. Mm. So once you kind of get to that core of your why, then I think you get more clarity and understanding. Well, why am, am I in in business because it does get very, very tough. Well, your logo actually, the Cupcake Central logo actually reflects that because it actually has wings. Yeah. And for you, what did the wings mean? Well, the wings is really about, you know, flying, soaring, high. flying yeah. and, you know, breaking through. Chasing and, that dream. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. So when starting out in business, um, often people just have an idea. They've got very little capital and this can sometimes deter them from launching. Um, so what would your recommendation be in this case? So, I mean, I didn't just decide overnight that I wanted a business. It was something that was ongoing, especially when I was still working in the corporate world. It didn't mean that I couldn't start. And so what I started doing was I started researching every night or during my lunch breaks. So when you went to New York um, Mm. and had your first cupcake, you were still employed? Yeah, so I actually finished my studies and... Yeah, I was working full-time pretty much and and on the side I was just baking cupcakes and thinking about what I could do to start, you know, following my dream. So I was just reading up blogs. I was buying cookbooks, practising and, and, you know, really getting stuck in the kitchen and baking at any chance I got. So anytime anyone had a birthday or a party, I would be the first one to go, hey, I can bring the cake, I can bring the cupcakes. And who could say no? But that was my opportunity to get started. Because you're not a trained pastry chef or baker, are you? You're self-taught. How did you teach yourself? Yeah, so I've never done a cooking class in my life. Um, I'm still a pretty bad cook, to be (laughs) honest. But when it comes to cupcakes, because I've really taught myself how to bake and learnt everything from scratch and, yeah, gone through all that experience, I've really, I feel like I've mastered it. And that's only come through a lot of failure and a lot of mistakes. So you really started with nothing. You just had... Yep. a dream you had an idea yeah. and you were still working full-time quite yep. long hours so you were just baking on the side at home mm-hmm. baking for friends so literally you started where you were you did what you could and you used what you had yeah absolutely so I, I always think that if you're looking to start a business don't think that oh I'll start my business when I quit my job because when you actually quit your job I mean you've just wasted all that time you could have been researching you could have been doing all this other stuff to really think about whether it is for you because if you don't want to do the hard yards and the work and once you quit your job and you start doing that and you realize actually it's not for me then you know you've wasted all that time so you're you're um, advocating to edu- educate yourself in your business field before actually quitting your job and thinking about getting that experience and finding out whether it is for you before you you know quit your job and actually spend all your capital mm. Or all your life savings or take a loan from a bank or family or friends yeah. um, before getting into it and doing it. Yes, absolutely. So when you lost your job as an IT consultant, what was the first step you took? What was the first thing you did? Because you're probably a little bit in shock and um, you're thinking, oh gosh, what's next? So yeah. what, what, what was next? What was the first thing you did? Well, after I kind of picked myself up from the floor <laughs> and crying <laughs> um, and, you know, getting over that heartbreak because I think, like, losing a job is almost like having a boyfriend break up with you <laughs> that you don't want to break up with. And it took me a couple of weeks and there was a lot of offers that came to me. I mean, it was very enticing because there were so many job opportunities, obviously, and, and they were offering really good pay rates and stuff like that. But At the end of the day, I kind of thought to myself, you know, I need to make this happen. I need to make this decision 
and roll with it. And if anything, I can always go back to the corporate world. It wasn't um, like the be all and end all if I just started a business. But what the first thing I did was I really decided, okay, let's clear my thoughts. I'm going to, and I find it really hard to concentrate at home because I just find so many different things to distract me with. I'll, you know, watch TV, start cleaning my room when I hate cleaning. But I just went out to a cafe and I got a pen and paper, like a book, a new book that I just bought. And and I just decided, okay, I'm not going to use my laptop because that kind of distracts me again. You might just start surfing the net and whatever. So I just started writing out everything that I envisioned my business to be. So I just started off with thinking, okay, how should a business plan look? Okay, um, what will my business look like? How will I make money? How will, why would customers buy from me? How will my customers feel when they come into my store? So all that sort of stuff, I kind of drew out, I sketched it, I wrote down exactly how I wanted my customers to feel. And and, um, and so as you were doing yeah. this process, what kind of emotion was coming to you? Well, I think, well, obviously I felt really inspired. I was really excited because and I hadn't felt that excitement for ages. I mean, working for someone else, it was quite different you know you get excited about new projects and things like that but it wasn't something that I was emotionally connected with and so when I started writing and for me I feel like I've always loved journaling and I love writing things out so it it just made it flow a lot Mm. easier rather than typing it out. I actually read somewhere that if you you write, you physically write it, you actually connect to it on a deeper level than if you were typing it. Okay. I think it's because, yeah, you actually are writing yourself. It's in your own hand and you're you're, you're actually thinking about it really actively yeah. as you're writing it and you're much more connected and the, yeah. it flows a little bit better. So a tip from, you, from me to you. And, yeah, I find that it was so much easier to kind of sketch it out and visualise, okay, how will the store look? And I still have that notebook and I still have the sketches of how I wanted my store to look and um, I remember going, you know, cupcakes need to be baked on in, on site. Was the nice to have on that a chandelier? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yes, with that kind of change. <laughs> really? Yeah. We can go chandelier shopping after this. Uh, okay, excellent. So that's some really good. Um, so you really went through, uh, it was really about your customer. Yeah. From, from what you've just told me, it was all about your customer. How are they going to feel when they come into my store? Mm. How are they going to feel when they eat the cupcake? How? What, uh, what are we going to serve them with? I mean, it's just all about tapping into their emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's actually really, really key yeah, to, but also, to you know, what, into and knowing your target market. Yeah, you want to really um, think about, you know, two, three years down the track. So don't limit your thinking and your vision just to that first year of business. So think about, okay, how are you going to staff? Um, what kind of staff are you going to employ? Um, how will the cup company culture be? How big do you want your company to grow? All those things. And I think you really want to think as big as possible and really go above and beyond what you can think is imaginable. Because when I first started, I thought, okay, one store, that's all I want. I just want one cupcake store and that will be my dream made. But it's just grown so much bigger than I thought could ever be possible. So um, definitely think big because that will actually push you forward and make you even more excited to start your business. And so how what um, what techniques do you help to think big? Because sometimes when you're caught up in the day-to-day doing of things, mm. um, sometimes thinking big is the last thing on your mind. Yeah. Uh, so how, how do you draw yourself back into that and think, you know, really focus on your vision and the inspiration behind it? How do you draw yourself back into that space and really think like that? Well, I think finding different sources of inspiration. So going out there, um, you know, traveling helped me a lot as well. 
you know, I love to go back to America just to see how, how things are tracking over there and how businesses are growing and, and any new ideas. But also just, I mean, if you can't travel, there's so many blogs and just resources out there that you there's can read. There's this thing called the World Wide Web yeah. people. <laughs> Get amongst it. And listening to others, um, reading books. I love reading books, all that sort of stuff. You need to find that inspiration and kind of take some time to get that ball rolling. Mm. But once you kind of get out there, it's just, yeah. So when you started Cupcake Central, did you speak to anyone from the industry? Because obviously you were coming from the IT industry, which is completely different. Mm -hmm. So did you reach out and did you speak to anyone in the industry first? And if you did, how did you make contact? What was your first step? Well, before I started Cupcake Central, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really have the resources, or not resources, but even searching online, I remember going, oh, there's nothing out there that I can actually go out and meet people and talk to people that have done what I'm looking to do. And I was also really afraid. I mean, I mean, at that time, there was not even any mini cupcake bakeries in Australia, so I couldn't really reach out to anyone. But I didn't know any other female entrepreneurs or even business owners. So yeah, you're really doing it on it, your own. It was very, it was very limited. Um, <laughs> but when I when I started my business, I started meeting people in business, mm. and that's when I started going out for coffees and meeting people, and that's how I went out and met you know the other league ladies mm-hmm. and started league. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's yeah. So you you're advocating for just to put yourself out there. I mean, today the entrepreneurial community in Australia is much bigger than when oh, you absolutely. started, and there's a lot of events out there, not just the league, but certainly a lot of yeah, other go to communities that yeah. are very very focused on connecting entrepreneurs and helping support them on their journey so you're definitely advocating and I know you're very busy in that in that space at the Mm. moment Um, you've recently joined obviously the entrepreneurs organization and you're getting a lot from that which is awesome so um, really make connections with people who have their own businesses because they will relate to what you're going through yeah don't be afraid to go and ask people for a coffee the worst thing that could that can happen is that they'll decline but it won't kill you no won't kill you having your own (laughs) business get you to the word no yeah, so spend some time and research people. Um, go on Meetup and search on the different meetups that you can go to. A lot of them are free events, so you don't need to pay. Even if you spend, you know, $20, $30, $40 just to go along to these events, why not? Because you always end up It's meeting, an investment. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll meet people that um, can help you with your journey and give you some insight into the industry. Exactly. Um, but, you know, when I do meet up with people that I do know that is very time poor... I make sure that I do research what um, their background is, what they've done. Their expertise. It, it, yes, absolutely. Mm. And, and understanding how that relates to your business. Yeah. And you have your questions already formed before you go in. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing worse than, I mean, I, I, I meet up with a lot of um, aspiring entrepreneurs for coffee, but, you know, one of my pet peeves is when you've dedicated your time, like even an hour just to have coffee with them and they don't know anything about you and you just spend half an hour regurgitating your own story to them <laughs> here's my bio yeah here's my bio I mean that's that's really just mm. yeah not cool okay so definitely research your, your potential mentor yeah find out what the expertise are come up with say a list of 10 questions before you go to their coffee and always yeah. pay for the coffee as a thanks for their time absolutely and obviously don't it's not like an interview I mean you want to connect with them but you want to be organized you absolutely be yeah so make sure make sure that you do know what questions and exactly what you want out of them mm. because um for them they're they're cutting to the chase really yes. 
Okay. Let's do that. So you didn't come from a number crunching background and we always know how important it is to understand your numbers in business. So did you track your numbers right from the start or did you realise mid-journey how important your number, knowing your numbers were and then got on board at what, that point? Yeah, when I started, I guess <laughs> I wasn't as, Uh, organized I had a spreadsheet and I just had very basic okay I just knew from starting a business that you should be making more money than you were spending (laughs) and you know the first couple of months you're setting up your business and this is when I was starting from home so I basically had a spreadsheet and I listed out all my expenses how much I was spending and how much money was coming in so I knew that you know after the third month of being in business at home I was making you know a decent profit which is awesome but yeah I really did hate anything to do with numbers and I used to shy away from it. But, you know, now it's really important. Our, our business runs on numbers. So every every week we have our weekly P&Ls, our P&L is profit and loss statement. So we need to make sure that we are, you know, on track or hitting our goals. And if we're not, and this is why I think weekly P&Ls are very important. And it's just, it's important so that you can make changes very quickly. When you're a still a small company, it's easier to implement changes and make differences to your bottom line um, very quickly using that as a guideline. Um, but yeah, we use zero, um, especially for the league. It's been really great for the league because there's four co-founders and um, we've got huge Kita running the league as well. So. At any point in time, we can just go online and just see our figures straight up and we know what how the business is going, the health of the business, all that sort of stuff. Exactly. So you mentioned goals um, just in that section there. And so when you're starting out in business, how important do you think goal setting is? Oh, it's definitely important. If you don't have goals, then it's kind of like driving around, um, not having a destination. So if you don't have any targets or goals, you know, your business will start losing its way. You need to have that vision. You need to set some real goals and and you know, sometimes your goals might change and that's completely fine. I mean, my vision at the first year of business is completely different to what it is now. Um, but when you're leading a team, everyone needs to be on the same page. And so by having these goals, everyone works together to reach it. Excellent. So you're an advocate of podcasts because you are constantly learning, you're constantly growing and you're constantly challenging yourself. And, and you, you've been talking about a few different podcasts that you listen to on a mm-hmm. regular basis. What ones would you recommend for someone starting out in business? Well, I do have, <laughs> well, I do have something to admit to. I've only just started with the podcast a couple of months ago and I kind of thought, oh, damn, why did it take me so long to get onto the podcasts? And I'm just a big fan of Tim Ferriss. I've always been a big fan of his. I mean, 4-Hour Workweek, um, also 4-Hour Body. I've read all those books and really implemented what he's taught. But the podcasts are amazing because he interviews some of the most amazing, intelligent people out there. And to learn from experience, I think, is one of the best things you can do. There's so many people that go out there and give you advice on topics that they probably don't even know or haven't really experienced. Everyone's, you know, so quick to give you their two cents, but without really going through that without experience. Without being an expert in the field. Yeah. Having, yeah, experienced it themselves. Exactly. So I, I find that his podcast, it's called The Tim Ferriss Show. It's it's just really just amazing and it's inspired me in the last couple of months to really push myself um and yeah I mean I've just been listening to that but I've in the past I've always listened to lots of different audio books um when I can't read 
um, when I'm just driving in the car. Mm. It's just easier. Just Using to... your time wisely. So mm. if you're commuting on a, a on public transport in the morning to and from work or if you've got some, if you're going a for a drive. walk in the morning, if oh, you've got yeah. a long drive, you can listen to a podcast. You can um, prepare yourself and actually have this information. I personally am a big fan of the E-Myth yeah. podcast channel. Mm-hmm. I think they're brilliant. And the, the book itself, I think it's just excellent. It's something you can read over and over again. So I certainly advocate for listening, uh, either reading that book or listening to that channel um, before you launch. So, Cheryl, any final tips you can share today with our listeners um, who might be thinking about launching in the near future? Well, I think it's um, just just get started. I think I I meet so many people that come up to me going, I have this idea, I want to do this, like tons of people. But, you know, a year or two later, I go, hey, how's it going? Um, you know, have you started that business? And all I hear is excuses. And for me, to be honest, if I didn't get fired, I'd probably be one of those people just dreaming about my dream. And I was very lucky to get fired and and leave my job because I felt it was a safety net. Mm. But then I've met amazing people that have left their jobs and they get paid tons. And, you know, they have so many things going on in their life. They've got kids, but they still start their business. I just think that you just make Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And just make the decision. Make it happen. Take action. (laughs) Thanks, Jacqueline. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, just make that decision and go, hey, what is the worst that can happen? Like literally think about the worst thing that can happen. It's not going to be the end of the world. You just need to make that decision and just do it. I agree. Just do it. Thank you, Cheryl, so much for your time today. It's been an absolute delight to have you here launching our podcast series. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to stay connected to Cheryl, follow her on Instagram at Cheryl Ty and then Twitter at cupcake underscore central. Thanks for your time and we'll be back next week with another podcast. <laughs>